On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, coming to you with the 10th spring practice updates from Tuesday's spring practice. Also, my thoughts on the Texas football team targeting Alabama transfer wide receiver Ajay Hall in the transfer portal. And Sark pushed back on some strong comments from Moral Ojomo a few weeks ago about the culture of this football team. We discussed that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns. Our Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Longhorns, the show, Jonathan Davis, your host. Before we get into these 10 spring practice updates, I just want to say NBA playoffs starts today, and we'll be supporting my favorite University of Texas athlete of all time, Kevin Durant, as he is in pursuit of his third NBA championship. So NBA playoffs start today. I'll be locked in, locked on the Brooklyn Nets, and Kevin Durant, my favorite University of Texas athlete of all time, as he is in pursuit of his third NBA championship going into these 10th spring practice updates. So if you haven't heard or watched uh, Sunday's episode in which I discussed Saturday's first scrimmage, I came out very frankly and said that Quinn Ewers on April 9th won the starting quarterback position for this Texas Longhorns football team. And it was very apparent that he was the MVP of the scrimmage on Saturday. You've seen on the Texas football Twitter, the throw that he made, to Xavier Worthy, the electric 50-yard touchdown pass that had everybody in awe. And then the Texas football Twitter backdoored and posted the touchdown throw that he had to Jordan Whittington on the RPO. Now, the throw was a little off, but Jordan Whittington was able to secure it with one hand, cut back inside, and then he scored. Or it was the red zone throw that was a touchdown to Jaleel Billingsley. Or the sidearm throw he had to JT Sanders that people said was Patrick Mahomes-ish. Either way, Quinn Ewers was the MVP of Saturday's practice, Saturday's scrimmage. And I came on here and said that he won the starting quarterback job over Hudson Card on that day. It hasn't been announced yet, and I don't know when it'll be announced, but it happened at Saturday's scrimmage on April 9th. Now, I'm sure there's still some people that think that, you know, Hudson Card may be the starting quarterback this season or that it's too early to tell. Or there's just some Hudson Card fans that believe in him. But I want to pose this question to you. Even if Hudson Card somehow wins the job, do you want Hudson Card to go out there and be the quarterback of your football team with the most pressure on him of any quarterback in college football? And you may think that's a reach, but it's not. The Texas Longhorns football team is one of the five biggest programs in college football. They're coming off of a five and seven season. In Sark's second year, where all eyes are on this program to see what they're going to be able to do moving forward, this team will be moving to the SEC in a few years. So there's even more eyes on this Texas Longhorns football team. And a lot of people think that this is the year that this team may be able to get over the hump. We've talked about new energy in the, in the building, how the new position coaches have came in and done an exceptional job. And the players have talked about how there's more buy-in. So Hudson Card, a quarterback that we saw struggle last year when everything wasn't perfect around him, you want him to go out there with more pressure on him than any quarterback in college football and still expect him to succeed? Knowing that 
at any turn, knowing that he has to play perfectly or flawlessly, or else that man behind him with the mullet, Quinn Ewers, is going to take over his starting position, something that already happened to Hudson Card last year, knowing that that quarterback that got paid an X amount of money to come to the University of Texas, that there's people, high-ranking officials at the University of Texas that want him to be the starting quarterback, people on the coaching staff that want him to be the starting quarterback, players that recruited him and want him to be the starting quarterback, and the majority of the fans want him to be the starting quarterback, and you think it's an ideal situation for Hudson Card to go out there knowing that that man behind him is primed to take his starting position, knowing that he's one bad play away from getting yanked from the starting job two years in a row. That's not an ideal situation for any quarterback. That's why Quinn Ewers will be starting in that first game against Louisiana Monroe. And one sign that we saw that points us closer to that is that on Tuesday spring practice in April 12th, Quinn Ewers and Hudson Carr continued to split first-team reps. But something we saw in Tuesday spring practice that we haven't seen a lot of thus far is in certain drills, Quinn Ewers was the first quarterback out there, not Hudson Carr. Hmm. After Saturday scrimmage, in which Quinn Ewers was the MVP and everybody's raving about what he was able to do on the field, the very next spring practice, for the first time, he gets first in line reps with the first team over Hudson Carr. Quinn Ewers will be your starting quarterback against Louisiana Monroe. Staying with the quarterbacks, Malik Murphy, a very talented freshman four-star quarterback. We know that he's dealing with the ankle injury. He's recovering from an ankle injury he suffered in his state championship game. He returned to practice last week and was throwing. And we saw when he came back to practice, he was getting the fifth or sixth in-line reps. Well, now he has moved all the way up to third. I'm not saying he's third on the depth chart, but in Tuesday spring practice, he was getting third in-line reps. So a really good sign to see from a fan favorite in Malik Murphy and a quarterback that is really talented, has the arm strength to make every throw. And he has moved up within a week to third in-line reps. Now, we'll see if it sticks. This could be a Tuesday, April 12th practice thing. But very quickly, he has moved up to third in in-line reps. Now, we all figured, just because of his talent, that he eventually would be quarterback three on the depth chart. Some people think, even if Hudson Carr stays, that he'll Malik Murphy will eventually move up to quarterback two. But it's a really good sign to see a weekend to him returning to practice. He's moved up to third in-line reps with the quarterbacks, and we'll see if that continues to be a theme moving forward. As far as the offensive line, Hayden Connor, this started in Saturday's full scrimmage. Hayden Connor getting work at left tackle, started at left tackle in the scrimmage, and continued to be the case in April 12th, Tuesday, spring practice. And so Sark talked about him really liking uh, what they have in Hayden Connor and him really representing everything that they want uh, to have him and Coach Flood on the offensive line. Just that nasty, uh, trying to win every matchup, trying to win every rep mentality, uh, powerful, tough. Uh, just, you know, like I said, it has a really good head on his shoulders and wants to go out there and dominate every rep. I think they really like what they've seen from him at left tackle. Of course, uh, we know that this, you know, offensive line competition really won't materialize until over the summer when the six of the seven freshmen from the 2022 class get to campus. But very interesting that Hayden Connor 
has gotten left tackle reps and has been the left tackle with the first team in the last two practices, including the full scrimmage on Saturday. And so we'll continue to see how that develops on Thursday and then moving forward and possibly even into the spring game if he's still the left tackle with the first team on April 23rd. But once again, uh, we won't know anything until those freshmen get here over the summer. Speaking of freshmen on the offensive line, Cole Hudson, Cole Hudson, the one offensive lineman that enrolled early, he had been getting a lot of work at second team in the right guard, but we told you it was only a matter of time before he moved up to the first team. Well, that day happened today. He was working with the first team at right guard. Uh, we told you that eventually he possibly would be the starting right guard for this team, whether it happened during the season or before the season. Well, it looks like he's continuing to progress, and he made that jump today to the first team. So as I said before, you know, we're not going to know anything concrete about this offensive line until over the summer or closer to the season. But it's good to see Cole Hudson taking advantage of winter workouts, taking advantage of, you know, enrolling early and, and coming in and, and dominating. And, you know, obviously taking um, the coaching staff has taken note of him, you know, him moving up to the first team within 10 spring practices. So look for that to be a theme moving forward as well. So injury and suspension notes, Jare Bledsoe, who's dealing with appendicitis, uh, will miss will miss the remainder of the spring. And that's tough for him. Uh, we saw probably about the seventh or eighth spring practice. We started to see his name a lot more. Um, I thought he was really getting involved in the middle of the defensive line. They were moving him around a lot. Um, and we know they've been experimenting with some three-man fronts, some different fronts. And uh, Jare Bledsoe was a big part of that, uh, just as far as death, but somebody that can make plays, a very talented four-star incoming freshman. So it's tough to see him dealing with this injury and missing the remainder of the spring, wishing him a speedy and full recovery, hoping that he can come back very quickly um, and that he can make some impact plays for the Texas football team and be a really good rotation speed, uh, rotation piece in the fall. I, I, I know that they liked what they were seeing from Dre Bledsoe, how he was coming on, and it sucks that he has to deal with an injury and miss the remainder of the spring. But once again, hoping for a full recovery, hoping he can be an impact player for this Longhorns defense in the fall. Suspension notes, probably the biggest story of today, Four-star true freshman early enrollee Jalen Gilbo from Port Arthur has been suspended from the Texas football team, suspended from team activities. He is still on the Texas football roster, and he is still enrolled at the University of Texas, but is not participating in any team activities. I think this is a reason we started to hear Jameer Johnson's name a lot more, and he's been able to make plays probably um, because they lost some depth there with the suspension from team activities of Jalen Gilbo. First off, I just want to say um, I hope that Jalen Gilbo, the person, is all right. Um, you know, whatever he's dealing with, we know this is a young kid. He was just in high school uh, less than a year ago. So um, whatever happened, you know, I hope that that he's okay. Sark hasn't spoken on it yet and it'll eventually come out, but it hasn't come out yet what happened with him. But I hope that he's okay and whatever happened, he's able to learn from it, move forward, and it's going to make him better. As far as the football team, I think this is a big blow uh, as far as depth to a unit that was looking really good in spring practices in that defensive backfield. Uh, you lose a really talented incoming freshman that was going to make uh, impact plays for this football team was going to get a lot of playing time um, just because of how he's looked in spring practices was really coming on um, and really um, took a stranglehold of his opportunity uh, of being an early enrollee and making plays next to Terrence Brooks. So tough to see uh, a situation like this. But once again, I'm just hoping that Jalen Gilbo, the person is OK. And as far as the football player, a huge blow uh, to a unit that was really coming on strong, looking like a strength possibly uh, for this football team going into the season. And they lose one of their most talented players and four-star freshman, Jalen Gilbo. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. So sophomore now, I guess freshman, sophomore, I don't know why I said sophomore, freshman, sophomore receiver, Ajay Hall from Alabama. Uh, we saw him make some uh, really big plays in Alabama spring game. Um, last year, and then he didn't play a lot. He only had two catches during the season. And then uh, when Jamison Williams went out in the national championship game against Georgia, he had two catches uh, for 52 yards as he kind of got thrown into the action. So all in all on the season, he had four catches for 72 yards. So we heard the rumors uh, that he was no longer on the uh, Alabama football team. And then he tweeted that that was news to him, even though he knew what was going on. And then it fully came out that he had been let go from the team, was no longer on the Alabama roster, and he made the decision to enter the transfer portal. A really talented uh, receiver, fast, 6'3", can make a lot of different plays on the football field. And now we're hearing uh, that the Texas Longhorns football team has shown interest in Ajay Hall in the transfer portal. And I just want to give my thoughts on that. And this could be a mute point. Texas might not even be one of the schools he's interested in or might not be one of his top schools. Um, but one thing I want to say is I'm not sold. And I know that he's really a talented player. I know that he's a player that definitely would come in and be one of the most talented players in your receiver room. But this is also a player that just got kicked off the Alabama football team, one of the most well-run programs in the nation, not only by Nick Saban. This wasn't just a Nick Saban decision. This was decided on by the players as well. The leadership committee, which is comprised of players, decided that this football team would be better off without Ajay Hall going into 2022. And this is a receiver that had as talented as, as talented as he was coming out of high school. He had four catches last year for 72 yards, two catches for 52 yards in the national championship game. So coming into the national championship game, he had two catches for 20 yards on the season. This is a player that had to miss the Tennessee game last year because of academic issues. And we're talking about a receiver core that comprises of Xavier Worthy, a true freshman that actually produced on the field last year, going for almost 1,000 yards, Isaiah Nair, one of the best jump ball threats in college football, and Jordan Whittington, we know that he can do if he's able to stay healthy. You have Marcus Washington, Casey Kane behind them, Troy O'Meary, if he's able to bounce back from his injury, we know how talented he is. You got Brennan Thompson coming over the summer, some more receivers coming over the summer, and you're going to continue to recruit wide receivers. And I think I got this from former Texas linebacker Emmanuel Acho, where he said that if you can have addition by subtraction, then that means you have to be able to have subtraction by addition. And the Alabama football team felt like they had addition by subtraction by letting Ajay Hall go, as talented as he is. So it poses the question to me, would adding Ajay Hall be subtraction by addition? We saw Xavier Worthy say that he thinks Jordan Whittington is one of the best receivers in college football. And it seems with the addition of Coach Marion, this wide receiver group, which is really talented, is pumped up. They're making a lot of plays, but there's just really good energy 
around the wide receiver group in this football team. You don't have to take my word for it. Everybody said it. Even incoming recruits like Jontae Cook and Jalen Brown, they've noticed it as well. The energy that Coach Marion brings to this football team. This is a we group. Ajay Hall is a me player. We don't need me players in a we group. We've talked about how this is a team that's focused on improving their culture going into the 2022 season. So what message would it send to go out and get Ajay Hall, who's already missed games in one year at Alabama due to academic issues, got kicked off the team going into his second season, in which Nick Saban says he gave him multiple chances, a player that knew he was kicked off the team and tweeted that it was news to him that he got kicked off the team. The players on the leadership council decided the team was better off without him. And Texas, a team that has a bunch of explosive playmakers at the wide receiver position, tight end position, and running back position, running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield. We want to target Ajay Hall because he's big, because he's fast. Once again, we talked about improving the culture of this football team, having we players that want to win and not me players that are focused on themselves. So if you can have addition by subtraction, which the Alabama football team feels like they did, then you can have subtraction by addition. And that's exactly what bringing on a Jai Hall, in my opinion, would be for this Texas football team. Subtraction by addition. All right, really quickly. So Sark uh, was asked about Moral Ojemo's comments a few weeks ago, um, and he pushed back on him strongly, uh, just saying, you know, that's not what family does. And if you have, you know, things to, you know, a player led football team is, is a team that's able to, you know, take accountability and talk uh, to football players, whether it's at lunch or in um, the locker room, as far as football players on the team, rather than coming out in the media and uh, saying all of the things that Moral Ojemo had to say. And he said that he liked the spirit uh, of what he had to say, but it was just the wrong form and, and the wrong timing. And I've came on the podcast before and, and said I definitely agreed with a lot of what Moral Ojemo had to say, um, just because he kind of ripped the culture of this football team and he's in the locker room. So if he uh, is in the locker room and he's seeing it every day, then he's an expert on what's going on with this football team. But I also think at times he took it too far, mentioning specific players. And I think that's why Sark had to come out and denounce his comments. I know a lot of people um, on Twitter and social media were saying that they didn't like the fact that Sark would come out and not back his senior leader in his comments about the football team. But I honestly think Moro Ojimo gave him no choice. When you make comments like Christian Jones has got to figure it out, Andre Carriage and Jalen Garth need to grow up. It's time. It's time for them to figure out if it's something they're going to do. How can Sark come out and co-sign that? Sark isn't just the head coach of Moro Ojimo. Sark is the head coach of the entire football team. And I think, one, he wanted to send a message to the football team. This is in-house. Why go to the media and criticize the football team and criticize individual players when you can do that in-house in the locker room? And so I don't have an issue with what Moro Ojemo said about the culture. 
And I honestly don't think Sark has too big of an issue with what Moral Ojama said about the culture. But I think the problem is when you're calling out players that you're going to war with, you're calling out players on this football team that you're doing everything with to the media instead of to them. We talked about him. This Texas culture needed to be fixed. That's a threat to the culture. You don't think that caused some animosity between him and Jalen Garth or him and Andre Carriage saying they need to grow up? And so I understand what people are saying as far as Sark should have backed his senior leader. But Moral Ojimo backed Sark into a wall. Sark is the head coach of this entire football team. And there's no way on earth he could come out and co-sign what Moral Ojimo said knowing he attacked specific players on his football team. I agree with what he said about there being some me players on the roster. I agree with what he said about players not hating to lose as much as they wanted to win. I agree with what he said about things needing to change. And I'm sure Sark does too. I'm sure every Texas fan, a lot of people agree with what he, had, what he says. But to say that Sark was wrong for not backing him, even though he said his heart was in the right place, I disagree with that because there's no way that the head coach of your football team can co-sign a player speaking out to the media, disrespecting specific players on the football team, players that he's going to go to war with, players that Moral Ojimo needs to count on for this Texas football team to have success and to have the type of season that Moral Ojimo wants to have in the 2022 season. We can't get mad at Sark for not co-signing Moral Ojimo saying Andre Carriage and Jalen Garth need to grow up. And once again, I don't think Sark necessarily had a huge problem with what he said. I think the issue came when he decided to attack specific players, players that he's going to go to war with and players that he's going to rely on this season to have the type of season and turnaround that Moral Ojimo ultimately wants. So before we jump on Steve Sarkeesian, for not backing his senior leader, why don't we applaud him for backing the rest of his football team? Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Until next time, Longhorn Nation.